Thank you so much for coming this morning. I love church. I am just so blessed to be here. How many of you would say um, that God has blessed you? All right, yeah. So you're either non-responsive if you didn't raise your hand or or you're just not engaged yet. But uh, we have all been blessed. Now, how many of you would say, I wouldn't mind being a little more blessed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all about it, right? I'm all for it. Because uh, the word blessed does not necessarily mean uh, what you think it means. But, but for the most part, when we say we are blessed, we're meaning that God has just blessed us, right? That we just, but the word blessed appears 50 times in the New Testament. It's most commonly translated blessed, but it also means happy or fortunate or whatever normal is, you're above that. I mean, that's kind of what the idea is. So whatever normal is, and I'm just, I got a little bit more than that, whatever that was. And so if, if I were, so kind of what we're going to be talking about today is this thing called the blessed life. And it's actually the first Sunday in a couple that we're going to be talking about this. And I'll be totally transparent with you, this is not all original material. Of course, what is anymore? Um, it, the, the Word of God has been around for a couple thousand years, but um, a lot of the information that I got today has just been through some studying that I've done, and then, and then um, there's also a, a sermon series out that I've got a lot of information from, so uh, kind of credit where credit is due. So there is some great information that we're going to get into today about how to live the blessed life. But the big truth from today is our, our, our springboard, if you will, is found in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35, where Paul is talking to the New Testament. He says this, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And the idea, so, so prior to this verse, if you look in the context, Paul is saying, you know, I've worked with my hands. I've tried to not be a burden on you, church. We have even been able to meet the needs of people through the work that I have done physically, like the tents, because Paul was a tent maker. And he says this, and he said, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Which leads me to my main thought from today's message, and that is that the key to a blessed life is a heart of generosity. You would think the key to a blessed life is for me just to get more stuff and enjoy it a whole lot more. But I'm going to show you from Scripture where the key to a blessed life, man, I just want to be blessed. I want God's blessing on me, and I just enjoy the blessings that he's given me, and I want to perpetuate this life of blessing, this blessed life. The key to that is a life of generosity. Because the truth of the matter is you will be more blessed when you become more generous. Let me, let me just show you in Scripture here. Proverbs chapter 11, a couple of verses here. And, and verse 25 is one of my favorite verses because it says that the liberal soul shall be made fat, and I'm good with that. It's okay to laugh. I'm good with it. Oh, should we laugh at the pastor? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. says this, there is that scatters and yet increases, which is really the opposite of what you would think, right? So, so the more I give out, it's like I would have less. But the Bible says the more you scatter, the more you give it out, you're going to actually increase. And then it says, and there is that withholds more than is meat, but it tends to poverty. 
And I love how Scripture does that, where it's like you think one thing and then it comes back and gets you a different way because he says, you know what, if you hold back, if you keep more stuff than you ought to, you're actually going to become more poor. But you think if I keep more, then I'm going to keep more. But it's just the opposite. Because you have to look at this in the, like any farmer knows, the, the more you plant, the more you're going to harvest, right? You put a few seeds in the ground, you're going to get maybe a couple of plants. You put a bunch of seeds in the ground, you're going to get a lot more harvest. And that's the mentality that God wants us to have. And then verse 25, the liberal soul shall be made fat. He said, that's not what my Bible says. That's, well, I, I favor the King James, so it's, 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 got, it's got 400-year-old wording in it. So back then, I guess being fat was a good thing. Man, I wish I lived back then. I wouldn't worry about it at all. I'd be like, yeah, I'm all that. Feast your eyes right here. But I don't. I live now, so i got to keep working at it. So the liberal soul shall be made fat, and then it says this, and he... That waters shall be watered also himself. So if I were to kind of like put that into 21st century lingo, it would say something more like the generous person will be blessed, and he that refreshes another will he himself be refreshed. That's a beautiful Beautiful promise from God's word. So if this is true, if if it's right there in Scripture that if we give out more, then we're going to be more blessed, why aren't people more blessed? Why aren't we more generous? And, and, And let me just kind of put a little parentheses right here in the middle of the message Because I'm not talking about money only. I'm talking about your life, your time, your possessions, your family, your job. God has the ability. He's given you all of that, right? And therefore, if he has given all of that to you and he's blessed you with all of that, the question is, what are you doing with all that God has given you? So why aren't we more blessed in our job and in our family and in our bank accounts and, and the stuff that we have? Why, why are we? And I, I think it boils down to our mindset. And there's a few mindsets that I, I want to kind of identify here for us as believers that kind of help clarify where we are in the, in the generosity stage. I've identified three different mindsets. The first mindset is the bag mindset. And it was so funny because Gilbert just whispered in my ear over here because he was here for the 9 o'clock service, and um, he's helping take the offering for the 11. And he goes, isn't it funny that we're giving out bags to take the offering in? But you'll get it in just a second. It's kind of funny. So the the bag mindset, right? So here, the, the people who have a bag mindset, here is what their thinking is on this idea of generosity. It says, we don't have enough to be generous. Eric, if you looked at my paycheck, if you looked at my bills, if you looked at at, at my living condition, if you looked at what I am paid, if you looked at what we own, we just don't have enough to be generous. And, you know, and, and 
I understand. I've been there. But it's all relative. Because we live incredibly well, regardless of how poor you think you are. When you look at the world as a whole, we are an incredibly blessed society. Haggai chapter 1, verse 6, God is speaking to the people of Israel. And if you read verses 1 through 5, he's kind of being pretty harsh with them because they're all living in these fancy houses and they're not taking care of the work of the Lord. So he addresses that. And then in verse 6, we're just going to sum this up a little bit. And I just put the last portion of the verse here. It says this, Ye have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earns wages to put in a bag with holes. He that earns wages, earns wages to put in a bag with holes. Can you identify with that? You don't know because you don't want to get suckered here. But, I mean, it's like you're, you're, you're earning, and then it's like the money as fast as you can make it is going out. I remember my parents, boy, we, we, I was, we struggled financially almost my whole childhood. And I just remember the burden of my, that my mom and dad carried around with them all the time because we just struggled financially. I didn't know we were poor. I thought everybody lived this way. Right, But we were the family that if you hit a deer with your car, you pulled over and threw it in the trunk. We did it three times. You took it home and hope you didn't hurt it too bad because you don't want any damaged meat. You know, My dad's like, if we've got to replace the grill on the van, at least I want to get a good you know, 40, 50 pounds of meat out of this thing. But we were that family. And if we didn't grow it or we didn't kill it, we probably didn't eat. And that was how, that was my life growing up. So I can appreciate this. I remember the sensing the stress in our family if something would go happen, something wrong would happen with one of our vehicles and it would break down or something like that because of the financial load that, that, would, that, that we'd have to bear. So I understand when you say we don't have enough to be generous. But what God is saying here is that we have to change our mentality. Because when you have that mentality, it's like you're just putting everything you earn into a bag with holes in it, and it just disappears. You got this little old bag, and you fill it up with all your income, and then it just disappears by the end of the month. There's never anything left over. Whatever goes in just seems to disappear. But here's the truth. People with a bag mindset put their faith in what is in the bag. Did you hear that? So I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that you need to change how much you earn. I'm not saying that you need to give everything you own. I'm just saying that there needs to be a change in your mentality and stop focusing on what is in the bag. And don't put your, because let me tell you if, you, if you have and you don't give and God has blessed you and you're not generous, then you are trusting whatever it is that you have in the bag to get you through. And so the bag mindset, honestly, is where a lot of us live. 
Because we're focused on the day-to-day and we're focused on the paycheck and we're focused on what's in that bag. We don't see God as being a generous God or the blesser. The one who gives us more than we need. We just trust what's in the bag. Another mindset that I'm familiar with is, is the mindset of the basket mindset. Basket's a little bit bigger than a bag. So when Gilbert said that to me, I was like, maybe we need to start taking our offerings in baskets. But the people with a basket mindset believe this, we can't help but be generous. God's blessed us. We just can't help but be generous. God is an abundant God, and God has given freely everything we have. I can't help but be generous. And let me just kind of say this to get this out of the way. It's a very uncomfortable thing for a pastor to talk about this kind of stuff. All right? As a matter of fact, this week I met with a group of men and said, all right, you know, how often and, and, and do you think I should? And, and, and all of them were unanimous that it's a topic that needs to be discussed because it's part of our Christian life. So there's two ways to look at this. You can look at this as God just wants my money, like he needs your money. Or you can look at that God wants to bless me. And a generous soul will be blessed. And so the key to a blessed life is a heart of generosity. And I'm not talking about just money, but somebody's got to say it. Somebody has to tell you that, I was just, okay, after the, so, so after the service this morning, I was talking with somebody outside of the, in the foyer, and with literally tears, they are telling me about how God has blessed their life. And he already had, but then they in January, felt convinced that they needed to give more to the Lord and and increase the amount of giving. And and she started listing for me the things that God has done in their lives that they have been waiting to happen for five years. And God has blessed their life because of their obedience to him. And folks, if you're skeptical, I understand. But how is it working for you right now? And so your bag mentality of, I got to trust what's in the bag and I got to keep it all right here. I can't be generous. How's that working? My goal here is to take you from wherever you are one step closer to God in your faith journey. And that you put God to the test. Where else in Scripture did God say, I want you to put me to the test? He said, try me out and see if you don't give if I don't give you more. Just give it a shot. And so go from a bag mindset to a basket mindset. Deuteronomy 28, verses 4 through 6. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of the sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. And you can read more around that verse. But the idea is that God wants to bless you with more. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Jesus promises this, give. And if that's all he said, and that was the shortest verse in the Bible, we should still do it. Hello? Is it just warm in here, or you just got... 
If he just stopped right there and said, give, we should still give. But he said, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure ye meet with all, with it, with all that shall be measured to you again. There's this, there's this way that God has of putting things so concisely that the amount of blessing that he gives us seems to be like our hand is almost on the valve, if you will. I want to give you more. I want to trust you with more. But when you are a kid, did your mom ever give you a $5 bill and say, I need you to go down to the store and get me something to bring it back? We live within biking distance of a little store called Thomason's Grocery. And she would occasionally say, I need this, 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 and this, and this. She learned that eggs should not be on that list. Because I had one of those rubber bungee straps and strapped it to the back of my bike. They stayed. They didn't go anywhere. But So she, she would give me $5 and say, I need these items from Thompson's. Uh, so I would go down and get them and come back. If I came back with less than what she wanted or with a different set of things, or if I had taken the money that she gave me and bought something else for myself, she would no longer be willing to trust me to go down to the grocery store and get what she asked me to get. And yet God has blessed us and God gives to us. And how are we doing with being responsible for that which what we've been given? So you can have a bag mentality or you can have a basket mentality. Remember that story? The little boy who gave his lunch to Jesus fed over 10,000 people with a few loaves and a few fish. It's because the boy was willing to give. And I love that the end of that story says that Jesus looked at his disciples and said, I want you to go and I want you to collect everything that remains. And do you remember how much remained? Twelve baskets full. I like to think that that boy got to take all of that home. Imagine what mama thought. I give you a couple fish and some loaves of bread and you come back with joy. Let's try that again. Right? God is a basket God. He wants to give you more than you expected. Basket people have the mentality, have the mindset that we can't help but be generous because God's been so good to us. People with a basket mindset freely give of what they have. They hold it loosely. Now, I don't know what God has blessed you with. I've got a couple of cars. I've got a house. I've got, a, I've got some nice stuff. And let me just tell you, if you were to ask to borrow any of that, I wouldn't even have to think twice because God gave it to me. And he didn't give it to me just so that I can hoard it and use it. He gave it to me to offer it to other people. It's just the way that we ought to be living. It's the way that it's, it's like we're just a conduit of what God wants to do to bless other people. Get that picture. So God gives it to me. So where is this supposed to go, God? Oh, you need me to give it over here? Sure, no problem. Just think about what Jesus is saying. If you are, well, he actually said it, right? If you're faithful in that which is least, you'll be faithful. So God is like, okay, so I'm going to give you this. 
And I want you to put it over there, and then you keep it. God's not dumb. God wants to bless you, but God wants to use you to bless others. And it's this idea that God gives to us that we can give to somebody else, and God gives to us we can use it for this. And your life and your job and your family and your livelihood, all of that is part of God's blessings on you. And you raised your hand earlier that you want to be more blessed. The formula is a heart of generosity. So look, take inventory, look at your life. Where is it that God wants to be able to use what he has already given you to bless somebody else? I pray that your, your faith will be stretched from a bag mindset to a basket mindset. And then there's one more, and that is the barn mindset. And people with a barn mindset believe that we have more than enough to be generous. And there's not, to be honest, there's not a lot of barn mindset people. I think, honestly, if we were to be honest, most people live with a bag mindset. And then some people kind of stretch their faith, and now they're, now they're a basket mindset people. And the beautiful thing is that the, the blessings in their own life, that's why she was crying in the foyer an hour ago, telling me about how God has blessed them more and more and more because they moved from a bag mindset to a basket mindset. You get the blessing. You live the blessed life. It's a beautiful thing. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst forth with new wine. Giving teaches us to trust God. It teaches us that God can do more with 90% of what he gives us. than with 100% without God's blessing. So God can do more with 90% that is blessed than with 100% that's not. It's a matter of where we put our faith. And there's that verse, Luke chapter 16, verse 9 says, He that is faithful in that which is least. And this, this passage in Luke chapter 16 is talking about money, finances, And he says, if you're faithful in that which is least, and in God's mind, money is like the smallest thing. Money is like the least of these. Money is so, so, it just helps get things done. But your life and your time and your family, all of that is such a big part of what God wants to bless. But if you're faithful in that which is least, you'll be faithful also in that which is much. And if you're unjust in that which is least, you'll be unjust also in much. There's a man in the New Testament. We'll close with this. And it's a longer passage, so I didn't put it up on the screen. But if you want to jot it down, actually, it's in your notes. I put it on there, additional study works. But in, in Luke chapter 12, there's a there's story that confused me for years. Because God blesses this guy. He has a huge farm. And let me just read it to you. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. 
This is Jesus talking. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow all my fruits. And he said, this will I do. Here's the rich man talking to himself. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. I'm going to keep it all. I know God's blessed me, but I'm just going to keep it all. And I'm going to put it all. I'm going to build bigger barns and just keep it all. And then he says this. And I'll say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose things shall these be? So you're going to die. Then who is all of this going to belong to? Which you have provided. And then he says this, so is he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. And that'll suck the wind right out of the room. Because the truth of the matter is, God has already blessed us. And if we keep it all and just build bigger barns and put all our crap in bigger rooms, what's the purpose of all of that? And somewhere this guy, this, this fella in the New Testament, I believe it was a true story. His life was required because he didn't use what God had given to him. But why was God upset with him? Was God angry because he had a lot of stuff? No, God gave him all that stuff. God blessed his ground. God blessed his labor. God was angry at this man, not because he was blessed. God was angry at him because he didn't know how to be blessed. Now, please listen carefully. People with a basket mindset never forget the source of their abundance. And that's what happened here. The rich, man thought, the rich man thought that all of the blessings were for him because that guy, he had a barn blessing, but he had a bag mindset. And may I say this very respectfully? So do most of us. We have barn blessings, but a bag mindset that it all belongs to me. People with a barn mindset understand that everything comes from God and it all belongs to God. I'm not there yet, but I have heard of people who give more than what I believe to be the biblical required 10%. They increase it to 20 and then 30. I know of several individuals that God has blessed. They're just smart financially. They're good in business. And they give 90% of all of their wealth away, and they live on 10%. What a way to live. What a way to live. And we all think, man, wouldn't that be incredible? And we all have those dreams, like, what if I won the lottery, right? Man, I'll tell you what, if I won the lottery, I would do this. How are you doing with what you do have? That's the beautiful thing about Scripture. It's all about percentages. So 10% for you means the same thing as 10% of what I have. Means the same same percentage as somebody who does win the lottery. 10% is 10%. It's the same for everybody. 
And it's a stretch of faith for all of us. And you say, well, Eric, I, don't, I just don't know that the, that the Bible says we have to give 10%. Okay, I'm, I wouldn't argue with you. I think I could, but I wouldn't, I, wouldn't wanna, I wouldn't want you obeying God because of that. But my question is, well, where are you? Are you at 1%? Are you at 3%? And I'm cool with that. Just start somewhere. And if you haven't even started on your faith journey of generosity, then at least take a baby step and see what God does in your life. And trust Him. Don't focus on what's in the bag. Focus on the God who gave you what's in the bag. And find out what it is God wants you to do with what you got in the bag. And then see if God doesn't provide you baskets to keep everything that He's given you. And I don't know where you are in this. But the truth of the matter is, God wants to bless you more than you can ever imagine. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I do know that there's, you know, well, if I give this, then then that means that God's going to do this. I can't guarantee what God's going to do. God may keep you from having to spend money, which is as big a blessing as him giving you money. There's a verse in the book of Malachi that says God will rebuke the devourer. God will, God will keep bad things from happening to you. Your brakes on your car won't go out. Your water heater will keep working. Those kind of things, God will save you money. A lot of times that's how it works. I don't know. But I could tell you story after story in my own life and story after story of your lives that you've told me about how hard of generosity really is where it all begins to live the blessed life. And we want to live a blessed life, a more blessed life. And that's how it happens, with a heart of generosity. That's our word of prayer. Father, we love you and thank you for just wanting to bless us. You've already given us the greatest gift we could ever imagine, and that was your own son. So you're modeling for us what it looks like to be generous. You are are the ultimate example. And we love you and we trust you and we know that you have our best interest at heart. And help us to exercise our faith in you, the blesser, in ways that we could only imagine. Help us be willing to at least pray and ask your guidance and ask you what you want us to do in Jesus, and we pray. Amen.